Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast, a new shirts audio experience hosted by me, Tyler, and we're back with another episode of the Game Plan Pod. Hopefully, you guys have had a great week thus far. Um, Wednesday night again here, and we are going to go over some quarterback news, um, among other things, but to start it off, Derek Carr, um, a name that has been linked to the Jets this offseason, has visited the Saints. Um, that got reported on Tuesday by Ian Rappaport and NFL Network. Um, I think that's an interesting fit for Derek Carr, and I think that would be a pretty good fit for him. Um, indoors, uh, you know, he plays in a dome in Las Vegas, and of course he played in a warmer climate in Oakland for quite a while, so I think New Orleans would fit him well. Um, you know, it, you, we've seen the rumors of Carr linked to New York Jets, and you know how, you know, maybe Carr, um, you know, would help this team win games and things, you know, he would play well in New York despite um, the media presence and his personality, all that. Um, I think New Orleans is a really good spot, and I don't know if the Saints are going to let him leave the building, honestly. Um the Raiders, of course, you have to agree with trade compensation with. Um, so the Saints did that. The Raiders allowed Derek Carr to take the visit. Um, and here we are. So it's going to be interesting to see how Carr weighs his options in the coming days here. Um, Derek Carr's $40 million cap cap hit. Um, guaranteed money hits on February 15th. So the Raiders either have to release him before then or trade him, right? So it's it's coming up quick. It's already uh, February 8th here, so we have seven days until that deadline hits. Um and, you know, they can get a trade done before that. Uh, I'm not sure if the, you know, the Saints are going to let Carr leave, honestly. I think it's going to be interesting to see how, um, you know, the, the Jets respond if Carr gets, you know, swooped up by the Saints quickly here. Um, you know, do, do they wait it out for Rodgers or do they take a more aggressive approach and try to trade for a guy that we're not even thinking of right now? Um, I feel like that's another possibility that is for another podcast episode after Carr gets dealt or, you know, released here. But um, it, it, it's going to be wild. I think the Jets are going to try, you know, every avenue here to get a quarterback that this team can win with, that this team can, um, you know, compete with um this year and, and, and years into the future, right? I think the Jets are in a spot where they have a really good defense. Um, they have a pretty good offensive line when healthy, uh, pretty good weapons on offense. They have do have to upgrade a bit of wide receiver. You know, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, is Braxton Burris a potential cap hit? Uh, cap casualty, I should say. Is Corey Davis a potential cap casualty? There are, you know, many different avenues you can go on, many different, you know, sides of this roster. And, you know, a quarterback that can just come in, plug and play like Carl Rogers will prove and pay dividends, um, you know, in the coming months as, you know, we get closer to the draft, you know, free agency. Would players want to come here more if you get a Carl Rogers, right? That's another thing to think about. And, you know, um, <clears throat> it's been proven, I think, in the past that if you have solid foundational players on offense and defense that, you know, other players would want to come here. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, you can't blame them. I mean, they see foundation. They see, a, you know, a competent front office. And they're like, yeah, well, I mean, why wouldn't I want to play for this organization? And I'm not sure if the Jets have had someone like that, you know, willingly take on, um, you know, a lower cap hit number or, you know, a lower contract to come here in free agency. I, you know, I feel like it's always the Jets tax, right? And, you know, you get a guy like Rogers, I'm not sure you're going to have to pay much of a tax, right, to come to New York. I mean, you, you have a guy, Aaron Rodgers, who could really make any throw, obviously, and, you know, he can elevate the guys around him. And I think, you know, if you're a receiver on the free agent market, you're looking at your options. You know, the Jets are probably pretty high on that list with Rodgers or Carr. Um, and I think, you know, you take a step back from those two, you know, you see a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, who is, 
I would say a bit injury prone at this point in his career and, you know, is, you know, not, I would say, you know, not guaranteed guaranteed to play all 17 games, obviously. Um, I would say, you know, he, you know, cut that in half or cut that into three quarters and that's probably what you're getting out of Jimmy. So you better have a backup plan if you're going that route. Like, you know, Gardner Minshew or Jacoby Brissett at that point. But, you know, if it even gets to that, you know, the season's probably not where you want it to be. Um, that's why Jimmy G, Jimmy G is such a risk at this point um, in his career, I would say. Um, and also, you know, you have guys like Ryan Tannehill on the market and, you know, other guys on there that you're you're going to explore, um, you know, especially if you don't have a quarterback by March, but hopefully the Jets can get this figured out after Rodgers takes his four-day hiatus in the woods um, and comes back refreshed and hopefully ready to play. Um, so football makes his decision on whether he wants to stay with Green Bay or, you know, explore some of his options on the trade market um, where he gets to pick his destination. So, it's going to be interesting as always. Um, you know, the quarterback market, the Jets haven't been in this kind of one, I would say, probably since the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes back in 2018 when they drafted Sam Darnold. Um, you know, the team was linked to Cousins. They, you know, didn't get him. McCagney makes that huge trade up to number three overall. They draft Sam Darnold, and the rest is obviously history. Um, but, you know, Kirk Cousins was, you know, the topic of discussion that season for the Jets. He was a free agent. Um, he got, I believe, three years from the Vikings. But, you know, it ended up just being his agent using the Jets' as leverage, as, you know, many agents do in the NFL. Um, and Cousins, Cousins got more money because of it from the Vikings, right? So, I mean, good on his agent. You know, Kirk Cousins' agent is a bit off topic, but he's gotten Kirk a bunch of money. Um, so, you know, it's hard to blame the agent. It's hard to blame the guy. Um, Kirk is just trying to do what's, you know, best for him and his career, so you can't really blame him. But, um, <clears throat> you know, at the end of the day, I think the Jets at this point are desperate for, you know, competent quarterback play. And if that means overpaying for a guy like Carr in the free agent market or, you know, overpaying in trade value for Aaron Rodgers, I think you do it. Um, I don't think you think twice, honestly, for a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Because you even if you bring him in for only one year, um, the development and the pace of development a guy like Garrett Wilson will go through in a year under Aaron Rodgers will be pretty much... You know, I would say it's, you know, irreplicable in terms of, you know, him under any other quarterback and him under any other quarterback playing football, um, you know, on the field. And I think Garrett Wilson is already developing at such a fast pace that I think if you get a guy like Rodgers or even Carr, um, it'll just, you know, pay dividends for his career and his development. And I think the Jets would be very happy with that, obviously, um, going into year two for Garrett. Um, you know, a guy like Brees Hall coming back in the backfield, you know, what is it like to hear Aaron Rodgers like audible, you know, at the line of scrimmage and, you know, change of the play or, you know, call his own plays in the huddle. Even though Nathaniel Hackett's the offensive coordinator, you get a guy like Rodgers, he has the ability to think off script. He has the ability to, you know, call his own plays and audible in the pocket. That's what you get when you're a 20-year vet. Um, so it's just some of the perks of being such a good quarterback for such a long time that I think the Jets can't afford to pass up an opportunity like that, even if it costs a first-round pick and more, I would say. I Hopefully, I think, you know, in my mind, the trade compensation would be a third-round pick this year and a first-round conditional pick in 2024, you know, if Rodgers continues to still play, plays, you know, a certain amount of snaps, something like that. And I think the Jets would be very... Um, you know, I think very ahead of themselves to try to try to, you know, jump on a trade package like that. You know, get a few conditional picks in there. Get a few players that are not going to be on your team next year, like Corey Davis or Braxton Berrios. You know, get guys in the trade package for Aaron Rodgers that you're not going to be, you know, whining over in the years, you know, years to come. And I think the Jets have to be really, even though aggressive, I think they have to be really conscious of what they're trading away um, because they still need to build this roster, you know, 
on the back end of the defense, right? You need a safety. Um, you know, you need maybe one or two more offensive linemen, need another receiver, could use maybe another back in the backfield to complement Brees Hall um, if he's not 100% to begin the year. So many different scenarios that are going to happen, you know, throughout the next few years that it's very, you know, it, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be really, really, really fun to watch. Um, if the Jets do get a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you know, I, I try to contain my excitement for things like this, but it, he's been linked to the Jets so many times over the past couple, of, you know, couple of weeks here that it's just like, okay, what are the odds that this is actually going to happen? You know, you put it at a thirty percent chance, and it's like, okay, this is like one third potential here this could have a chance at actually happening um and it would be wild and it would be every Jets fan's dream I really believe to have a guy like Aaron Rodgers under center and just lead this Jets offense to hopefully a lot of yards and a lot of points so with that we're going to switch topics a bit here to free agency and when I mean free agency I mean internal free agents that the Jets are going to look to bring back or not bring back come March or earlier than that because they have to make some decisions on you know a bunch of these guys probably before um you know March uh end of February kind of thing. So let's go through um, a list here and see, you know, what guys that we're interested in bringing back, what guys are we not. Um, I'm taking this from uh, Spock track here, um, looking at their market value and such. Connor McGovern, center, um, you know, he, he's been with the Jets for a couple of years now. Uh, market value has him at $12.5 million annual salary. That would be two years, $25 million if they were to extend him for a couple of years more. Um, I'm going to say no. I don't think he's back with the Jets. And I think it was Connor Hughes who said in his exit meetings, Connors, of course, McGovern, he, you know, they weren't talking much future. They weren't talking 2023. They were just, you know, probably saying goodbye. Um, and, you know, thanks for everything at the end of the day, you know. And, you know, I think, you know, if you're looking at center, there's a guy, you know, John Michael Schmitz in the draft, of course, that you're looking at at number 44 overall in the late round there, you know, on day two. Um, he's definitely a target for the Jets, and there are some other draft targets there. Um, you know, that the Jets can try to locate um, for their offensive line, but at the end of the day, I'm not sure if you're comfortable paying McGovern like three years, you know, $37 million at this stage in his career because um, I'm not too sure how old he is is currently he's 28 he's actually no i'm sorry he's he's 30 so he's you know he's broken 30 um yeah it's 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 a guy like him who i wouldn't say he's expendable but when you have other needs on your team that you have to spend you know the necessary resources to get um i think mcgovern will probably hit it will probably hit the free agent market and the jets will either draft or sign his replacement at a cheaper value later in free agency um, I'm going to do one more here because we are running pretty heavy on time, and I know I like to keep these episodes under 15. So um, let's go ahead and do a guy. Quan Alexander is an interesting one inside linebacker for the Jets. Um, you know, he, he's also he's turning 29, um, or he is 29 already. I'm not too sure. He signed a one-year $1.2 million deal with the Jets before the season started. Um, it, that looks like a bargain considering his, um, you know, his – statistics over this past year and how much he meant to this Jets defense you know I I just go back to that Jets Dolphins game at home um I'm not sure if that was week six or seven or eight um but you know he he played great I always go back to that game for the Quan Alexander game I thought he's just so fast he's so physical and you know he just hits the guy right he, he just smacks him and you know you need that physical presence on defense as much as I like CJ Mosley I feel like he doesn't bring that same 
you know, hit power and that same energetic vibe as Kwan did this past year. And even a guy like Quincy brings that, right? Mosley's more like that, you know, traditional, you know, middle linebacker who, you know, scans the middle of the field and, you know, makes sure nothing gets past him kind of thing, makes the right tackles at the right times, you know. You know, Quincy Williams, if we were to talk about him, he's also to hit the free agent market. Um, he'll likely come back in some kind of Quinnen deal here where they have to re-sign Quinnen Williams or bring back his brother Quincy. Um, and that's not a shot at Quincy. You know, I think he has a chance to play, you know, meaningful snaps this year for the Jets, especially if it's only C.J. Mosley and Quincy Williams. I'm sure the Jets will, you know, do their due diligence for free agency or draft a middle linebacker in the later rounds or maybe early rounds, um, you know, come April. But, you know, I like Quincy. He's kind of like a, a do-or-die kind of guy, so he makes his tackle. It's a great tackle, five-yard loss. He doesn't, it's, you know, a 25-yard gain, and you're, you know, it's just, he... I feel like he played that way um, in 2022, and hopefully he could refine his game a bit more so he becomes more, you know, um, confined in his own space and, you know, is able to, you know, hit the guy, but make sure you bring him down, right? I think that was, you know, the theme for a lot of Jets players, especially a guy like Jordan Whitehead, who's not on a contract year, but um, the Jets will likely need to pair him with a running mate um, in the secondary heading into 2023 at free safety. Um, but, you know, where Joyner or uh, sorry, not Joyner. Joyner will not be on the team, I don't believe, in 2023. But uh, Whitehead can play more of that box traditional guy, linebacker type, um, hybrid. Um, but yeah, it, it's so many free agents, and I know I'm rambling a bit here, but there there are so many free agents internally that the Jets really need to think about hard. And it's a lot, right? It, it's a lot to take in, and it's a lot to you know, think about when you're also trying to get the quarterback and you're also trying to extend a guy like Quincy or a Quinnen, sorry, and, you know, Bryce Huff, guys like that. It's, we got a long road ahead until the 2023 season. And there's going to be a lot of work to be done for the New York Jets in 2023. So um, with that, I'm going to go ahead and end it here. I really appreciate all you guys sticking around for this episode of the Game Plan Pod. That's 14 minutes there. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you have not already, make sure you follow my Instagram at New York Jets Game Plan, Twitter at New York Jets Game Plan. Make sure you read some of my stuff. Um, you know, they had to post on Instagram and, you know, listen to the podcast. I really appreciate everyone, you know, tuning into this, these episodes weekly. It means so much. And, you know, the comments and DMs on Instagram, I can't thank you guys enough. So until next time, next week, I will be back with another episode.